and we prepare for your move in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Amen. Also, just stay with your feet. Make sure this don't go away. Choir, you may be seated. Thank you so much. We give all glory to God. Amen. I want us to be ready because I believe that the presence of the Lord is here. Junior quite rightly said that today is a fire service. Fire service is the third Sunday. I had to scramble my brain not to say Thursday. Third Sunday of every month. And I want us to get into this very, very quickly because I know that the Lord has prepared something for us here today. Amen. So some of us you look some of us are probably looking at me. I know I committed at the beginning of the year to my very, very smart attire. You can see that I'm in a tracksuit. Hallelujah. I'm looking like a gang member. All glory to God. And that's because I am from the gang of heaven. So please do not be worried. Do not be scared. I am solely committed to Angel Michael, Angel Gable, and all of the others. Let's get straight into it. Ask the person right beside you, who do you know? Ask them properly, who do you know? Who do you know? And the next question I need you to ask is, can you call on fire? As in, ask them, well, can you call on fire? I'm not seeing people look at people. Look someone in the eye. I'm looking at you because you don't want to look at. Can you, my dear, call on fire? I love that. Can you call on fire? When we were growing up, and I have to be rapid, because the fire of God is here. So this is what it was. When we were growing up, who you knew dictated your secondary school, your primary school, and your college experience. Your relationship dictated whether you're going to go through school unless you grew up in like countryside and village and even then they had their own issues. But if you were a city boy or a city girl in a city school, that would determine whether you were going to be robbed at a bus stop. That would determine whether your lunch was everybody's lunch. That would determine whether you got poked. I remember seeing certain people get poked in the head whilst I was able to roam free. Why? Not necessarily because of who I was, but a large amount of the time it was because of who I knew. Who you know will dictate and determine a lot of your life experiences. It will determine the outcome of certain matters. Have you ever been in a situation and you express or give somebody the burden that you're carrying and they say, oh, I know somebody. Oh, hold on, let me make a phone call. I remember when I was growing up, I was blessed to be able to make phone calls and that was enough to save me from certain situations. So I want you to say to somebody, your relationships, say it, your relationships will determine your outcome. And I know it's so easy for us to be arrogant and pompous and say, I'm the God of my own life. No one can determine anything for me. That's all cute and it's all well and good, but I want you to know that even if you do not have to depend on any man, your relationship with God is still a relationship that will influence and determine outcomes. I want us to get straight into the word because I want us to understand that tonight we're going to call on fire. Tonight we are going to call on fire, and this is why I really want this word to be very, very rapid. Because the Lord has already revealed to me that it is time for you to call on that which you have access to. The worst thing you can do as a believer is not know or have a relationship with the God that you serve. 
Why? Because it's like, you know, what was I looking at recently? So I said Amazon Flex is always going to appear in the sermon. I was looking at Amazon Flex and I've been doing it for a couple weeks now. And I saw a notification and it said, benefits for driving with Amazon Flex. Now, if I never saw that pop up, I would not be able to see all the benefits that are potentially available to me. What am I getting at? If you do not understand and know the relationship or have an intimate relationship with the Father or with God, you don't know the benefits that are available to you. Ask the person beside you again, can you call on fire? Did you even know that fire was available to you? Some of us do not even know that we can call on fire. Some of us, we didn't know that we had a cousin who was about this life. And if we were in trouble, this cousin would have sorted matters out. Only if I knew, only if I knew he was the creator of the heavens and the earth. Only if I knew that in the blink of an eye, he can take a man's breath away from him. Only if I knew that the heart of the king was in his hands. If I knew that via praying and fasting, this one would come out. Oh, but I didn't have relationship. I want us to open the Bible very, very quickly. I know I'm whizzing through, but it's because the Lord wants to do a work. And I want us to open our Bible to 2 Kings chapter 1. You have to understand that the people of Moab, they were under Israel. They were in the vicinity, in the, I would say they were in the capacity region, however you want to describe it, of the Israelites. And they reached a stage whereby they grew pompous and they no longer wanted to be attached to Israel. So they went about detaching themselves and worshipping false gods. It comes with its consequences. You have to understand that in your life there will be things, people that you are connected to, people that you know, people that have an agenda against you that are worshipping false gods, false idols whether consciously or unconsciously it is happening and it's having an impact on your life one dear friend of mine she sent me a voice note yesterday she uh, sent me the voice note, it was four minutes long she said to me that Tim my closest friend, one of the closest friends that I have has been doing witchcraft on me for the past year she said to me that, Tim, I have been jobless for over seven months. Tim, I have reached a stage where I am homeless. Tim, I have reached a stage where financially I have been crumbling. Because somebody who I thought was a friend was a foe. Somebody who was supposed to be close to me, relationships are so important. Somebody that I thought had my back was rather scheming against me. And in their schemes, it was leading to the root of my downfall. Relationships. The reason why, and I'm going to take this off because it's going to make me look free. The reason why what then led to her breakthrough was that though she had a relationship with this lady, she also had a relationship with God. And God is a revealer of things, but sometimes we do not make that phone call. Sometimes we do not understand and know. And, and too often, my rabbi, and God wants to clear this up tonight. Understand that you are not like them. You are not like them. 
there is a difference between you and them. Yes, you may be in the same situation, but it does not mean you have to have the same outcome. The Bible says that when the disciples came together and prayed, it led to the relief. Ooh, you have to understand that there is outcomes that are influenced by the decisions that you make and the connections that you make. God is making it clear tonight that some of us, all we need to do is call on fire. I want us to open the Bible and let's read. Bible says, Moab rebelled against Israel after the death of Ahab. Now Ahaziah fell through the lattice of his upper room in Samaria and was injured. So they sent messages and said to them, go inquire of Beelzebub. The God of Ekron, whether I shall recover from this injury. But the angel of the Lord said to Elijah the Tishbite, Arise, go up to meet the messengers of the king of Samaria and say to them, It is because there is no God, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Many of us, unfortunately, are just like Ahaziah. When we know God exists, we, we are very, very much aware of the fact that God exists. And you know what? We are even aware to the extent that we believe in the power of God, but yet we still go to other mediums for counsel and direction. One of the biggest insults to God is not recognizing him for who he is. It's the inability of a Christian and a believer to tap into their faith, tap into that thing which they commit themselves to on a weekly basis and say, no, but because I am a servant of God, this outcome has to change. You are destroying your own outcomes out of the abundance of seeking counsel from men. Some of us are so caught up in fulfilling our own fleshly desires concerning the mind that we don't seek the Father. We are supposed to go to God as a place of refuge. This man turned away from God and instead he opted for Beelzebub. Some of us like to offer certain friends that we know they're going to give us counsel. That is wayward. Let's be honest. If you're a lady in this room and you're angry with your boyfriend, you're going to call that friend that's going to be like, oh my God, he did that to you, man. Did he do that? Cut him off, man. I've got a friend, what's... I've got a friend, she's got a band. I know the band that says, let him go, sis. Let him go, sis. That's her counsel. Everywhere and anywhere she goes, when they gather, <laughs> I have to be careful how I release this word. <laughs> I said when they gather, like there's some form of cult. When women <laughs> love to come together and have their conversations. And when it starts to get to that point, oh, sis, you should just let him go, you know. Destruction, unwise counsel. When all that is required is a discussion, a conversation, transparency. Let me make it clear, you can call on fire if you have a relationship. I want to dig a bit deeper. 
The Bible says, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are going to inquire, inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Now therefore, thus saith the Lord, you shall not come down from the bed to which you have gone up, but you shall surely die. So Elijah departed, and when the messengers returned to him, he said to them, why have you come back? So they said to him, a man came to meet us and said to us, go return to the king who sent you and say to him, thus says the Lord, is it because there is no God in Israel that you are sending to inquire of Beelzebub, the God of Ekron? Let me make it clear. Elijah is making it clear that because this man has pursued counsel of the enemy, that is the reason why he will die. When you are pursuing of counsel that is not in alignment with the counsel of God, all you're doing is leading yourself to destruction. There are many people here in which the enemy is waging war against you. He's waging war against your family, your finances, your health. Waging war. Waging war. You've been in the battle so long, you don't even know whether you're carrying a gun or whether you've got a tank. You don't know what's left. The resources are depleting because you've grown weary, because you've grown tired. And because many of us have said that, I'm going to fight this battle. Not realizing that the battle is truly the Lord's. And it is only the Lord who can cause you to be a victor. No, nobody else. This is what I'm here to make clear to you. Nobody else can come in and intervene in your matter, in your case, like God can. Nobody else. But do you have the relationship that allows you to call on fire? I keep repeating this because fire is so important in this conversation, in this dialogue. The Bible says, what kind of man was it who came up to meet you? And told you these words so they answered him a hairy man wearing a leather belt around his waist and he said it is Elijah the Tishbite then the king sent to him a captain of 50 with his 50 men so he went up to him and there he was sitting on the top of a hill and he spoke to him man of God the king has said come down so Elijah answered and said to the captain of 50 if I am a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume you and your 50 men. Elijah said, if I am a man of God, then let fire come down from heaven and consume you. You know why we don't call on fire? Because we're not sure if we're children of God. We are not sure. Most of us are battling with our salvation every day of the week. You don't know if you're saved on Monday, Tuesday, you spoke to this guy all night and now you're confused. Oh my God, Father, forgive me. Yes, because that, that, that. This is our constant cycle as believers. And the worst thing is trying to make that phone call. Even that one, you're lucky if it rings. Some of us are getting the number yet that has not been recognized. Because we don't have the relationship. The Bible says 50 men came to 
many matters in your life are telling you to come down and you're quaking. You're shaking. The matters are causing you to tremble. You are fearful out of the abundance of the 50 that have summoned you and said, come down. Come down. Come down from up there. I'm sure Elijah was disgusted. He said, if I be. You know, if someone says, if I be, that is somebody saying, it's as if you don't know who I am. And it's as if my qualifications, my repertoire is not, maybe your visuals, your eyes have not had access to see this information. And so now I, as you have questioned me as a man of God, will question myself and begin to speak in third person and say, if I be a man of God, then fire will come down from heaven. The Bible says fire came down from heaven and what happened? 50, gone. And you'd think that the wisdom of the king would kick in. But no, when we read on what happens, he sends another 50. And when he sends another 50, he said again, if I be a man, you know what makes you a man of God? Your relationship with him. That's what qualifies you and makes you a man of God. Your relationship with him. Not the way he sees you, but rather the way you see him. Have you ever been in a position whereby someone says you're a friend and they're like, oh, no, I'm not even friends like that. Whilst that person's going all around town saying, go best friend, that's my best friend, that's my best friend. But you don't see each other the same way. It is the same thing with God. The Bible says you are fearfully and wonderfully made. He said that before you were formed in your mother's womb, I knew you. Every hair that is on your head, he can count and say them one, two, three, every single one. But you out here saying, oh, me and God, man, it's been a bit mad still, like, oh. Even pray for time, you know. It's just a repeat coming. Yeah, but mm, what church yeah, what come out in free? Listen, your relationship with God is the deciding point as to whether you can call on fire. Some of us need fire to fall. Some of us need fire to fall. And I'm not talking ordinary fire. I'm speaking about the consuming fire. Some of us, have you ever had that lecturer in university? I had one. I needed fire to fall on that lecturer because their agenda was against me. They said, this man did not attend my class. He said, far be it from me that he gets a 2-1 with 34% attendance. But the Lord who was on my side. But the Lord who is on our side is the one who determines and dictates the outcome of cases and matters. You need to 
understand that when you call on fire, things begin to change. The Lord was telling me today that I'm about to release a fire upon so many different aspects of people's lives that they will not be able to comprehend. They will not even be able to understand that this is the God that they are connected to. They will not be, they will marvel and say, Lord, who am I that you are mindful of me? Who am I that you are mindful? But this comes out of relationship. This comes out of relationship. If you don't know him, you won't understand him. He's already made it clear that his ways are not our ways and his thoughts are not our thoughts. So already we're on minus. If you're trying to comprehend and understand him, you will not be able to fathom. So you need to understand this only relationship that will bring about the secrets of God. It's only relationship that will bring about the revelation of that which is holy. You know, I was listening to Joshua Selman today. And Joshua Selman was ministering. And this lady, and this is, you know, I need this reminder. Sometimes you've got to understand that when things are not going right in your life, I need this phone to drop because it's going to drop anyway. When things are not going right in your life, let me, un let me make it clear. Raise your hand if you believe in angels. Good, good, good. It's as if it's given 100%. Raise your hand if you believe in demons. Okay, it's as if I'm seeing some 50-50s in the house. Demons are as real as angels, why? Because angels are fallen demons. Congratulations, I've done the mass for you. Oh, the other way around, hallelujah, Shandarabu. I've done the mass for myself. Have you done the mass for me? The point I'm getting at is this, demons are very real. And sometimes we are so desensitized because that demon's been around us for so long, we don't know life outside of it. And sometimes you got to remember, sometimes this woman was ill and she was under attack by the enemy. Joshua Selman was saying that this woman had some lung or liver issue. She came to the deliverance session, hallelujah, she was delivered. When she got home, bam, lump in the chest. Let me not grab that on camera. Lump in the chest. What was it? Same day she was delivered from this liver issue, she came home with breast cancer. She went to the doctor's diagnosis, she had breast cancer. And I just thought, how dare you? Sometimes you need to listen. This is when he, they said, come down, he said, how dare you? It is an insult. It is an insult. Some of us, we're not, we don't find the devil's attack on our lives disrespectful enough. We are not offended. And because we are not offended, we just find ourselves dead broke. We find ourselves suffering. We find our families, our lives de de depleting. People around us are deteriorating. Why? Because we just don't care. Because we don't have the relationship, the proximity that enables us to call on fire from heaven. When Lucifer came and tempted Jesus, he said to Christ, If you're really the Son of God, jump and let the angels come and save you. Christ knew who he was. Christ understood who he was. And in understanding who he was, it dictated and determined his every action. He said, even if you don't worship, listen, the stones, 
on the ground worshiping. Look, you are not doing me a favor. Understand today that you have been doing the devil a favor every time you chose sleep over prayer. You have been doing the devil a favor every time you chose King Prom Fried Rice. Yes, I'm speaking about myself over fasting. You have been doing the devil a favor via different means because you chose not to take action. But today I want you to know that the Lord has opened the window and said no. Whether you have done it or have not done it. Whether you think you're close or you're far away. Tonight call on fire. Tonight call on fire. Tonight be disgusted. Tonight do not accept whatever has been thrown your way. Tonight is the night. Tonight is the night. Look at somebody and say, tonight is your night. Look at somebody again and say, tonight is your night. Look, you have to understand that I am in a trap suit because tonight is my night. That's why I'm in a trap suit. Maureen asked me questions. She said, Tim, I thought you said, "Hmm." she didn't know that tonight was my night. I had to tell her, baby girl, <laughs> we're going to get down today. Tonight is my night. I need to stretch because there are some demons. There are some powers that have been playing games. But they didn't know that tonight the game is over. Tonight the game is over. Some of us have been very timid with our Christianity. So, you know, I was asking the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit said... What kind of culture do you want in your ministry? And I thought, what kind of culture do we have in this house? I know my time is up, so I'm going to... If I ever look at Rabbi, just rise up to your feet. The word is done. Hope you liked it. If you didn't, amen. And we listen to one of the other episodes on that. This is what I have to say to you today. The culture that we need to breed in this house is that we pray hard, we praise hard, we worship hard, and we give glory to God. That is the culture that we are breeding in this house. Grab somebody and ask them, do you know how to pray? Prayer is conversation with heaven. Prayer is dialogue with the Father. I want you to understand whether you're the most eloquent person and you want to say, oh, Father in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Oh, God, I thank you for this day. Or if you want to opt for, but uh, yo, I mean, God, like, look, let me, so it's mad. Whatever conversation dialects, dialects, some people are praying in Yoruba, some people are praying in Spanish. I want you to know it doesn't matter. All that matters is that your voice is heard. All that matters tonight is that your voice is heard. Because if you leave this place and you don't call on fire, the Lord is even saying to me that the reason why you are here today is so that you can redirect the arrow of the enemy. So that you can redirect the arrow of the enemy. This is the window and gateway where we counterattack. There is something called counterattack. In football, the enemy comes. And in football, we use Man United because they're the Red Devils. Hallelujah. They may come on the attack, but then there is a football player called William Saliba 
that Saliba is a gunner for Christ, hallelujah. So when Saliba slide tackles, he plays it onto the wing, and on that left wing, we see Gabriel Martinelli. And Gabriel Martinelli is a very, very strong warrior of the Lord, and it's what we call a counter-attack. Why? Because now we have gone from defending to attacking. We have gone from a place where we are no longer in our half, but we are now in the enemy's heart. And tonight I am saying to you that we are okay, ready for war. Tonight is the night we score our goal. And tonight is your 90th minute where the match will be over.